So I played my first game. I won like 3-1. And then I scored as well. got an assist. I was like on top of the world. It felt amazing. And the coach, I still remember to this day this, these comments. Like he said, he said to me, oh, good, like good game. You did well. You just got to lose a, bit, a few more kilos and you'll be good. Obviously, every life is different. And it takes time to go through situations. Yeah. But it's that kind of thing where it's like, sometimes you need to understand that like Allah's given you, Allah's, it's Qadr. It's written for you, yeah. but you and you can't change the past. Mm. So just move forward, try to look at it in a good way. Because like yeah. obviously you have to work through things and it takes time to work yeah. through things. 100%. But try to improve on the situation every single day. Like you're being vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there and you're letting your guard down. Like you're putting, you're, you're putting your ego aside basically. Yeah. And all of a sudden someone comes and just massive truck and just runs you over. I wanted to chat to you boys about the things men fear, but we don't talk about. So obviously I was doing some research and I was chatting to you boys about things that you guys will be comfortable talking about because obviously there's so many different things. And we've got, I've got a little list for you boys, you know. So inshallah, I want to go through it. The first one on the list Yeah, is but bear in mind, people, that the list, each person had to have, uh, like, we had to have overlap with the topics. So for example, if I had something and the other three boys didn't have it, then we couldn't actually use it in the in the podcast because three people wouldn't be comfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead. Then. And there's so many other things that's going to come up that we can do like a part two. Mm. But for this list, the first one 100%. is their body image, like what your body looks like. So you saw me walking with a tight top. Use that first. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So things men fear, your body image. What do you guys think? I reckon that's a big one. Very, very big one. Mm-hmm. Um. Jim was, was that ever a fear for you, Ashraf? Because, like, I'm I'm being honest because yeah. I'm trying to compare with me and you growing up. Mm. I've been on the chubby side, of playing soccer. So I want to know, like, what your you were chubby. Yeah, I was I was a bit chubby, bro. Like, I've always under that. Like, I was decent at playing soccer, but then I've always like been, like, I knew myself I was a bit chubby. Yeah, and that was due to me, like, just my eating habits, whatever I ate, and it wasn't the right thing and stuff, but. Like even, I was playing um, NPL. I remember my first year. Ashraf even knows when I signed for the team. He doesn't know too much about the comments and that. But then yeah, I signed for the team mid-season. I was probably eighteen, mm. and then when I signed, um, I played my first game because mm. like the team was struggling in that. So quickly, what's NPL for all our listeners? Oh from yeah, like sorry. Indian so stuff? with the s- the soccer divisions, like there's A League, then there's NPL, NPL two, and then State League one to five. Like mm. that's how it starts. So then I was playing in PL 20s and because the team was struggling I walked straight into the starting 11 alhamdulillah the starting lineup so I played my first game I won like 3-1 and then I scored as well got an assist I was like on top of the world it felt amazing and the coach I still remember to this day this, these comments like he said he said to me oh good like good game you did well you just got to lose a, bit, a few more kilos and you'll be good I never knew you said that to you <laughs> And that, how do you feel? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> in the moment, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm still on top of the world. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the assist. Yeah, I'm still good. Like, I'm, but then that got to me, bro. And then to be honest, like, obviously, alhamdulillah, didn't instantly didn't really get to me. But then every few weeks, he would he would add in these comments, like similar to that one, saying, "Oh, you got to lose a bit more weight. Come on, like, mm. he obviously he's pushing. He means well, but then for my head, it's like." I don't know how to deal with. It. I've never heard that sort of comment Especially to my been, face. It's been normal for you, like you've been a bit, like he wasn't, uh, he wasn't fat or anything, but just a bit like heavier yeah. for years. So it was normal. Like it's always been on my mind, and this is the first time someone's saying it to my face. It's like, 
oh crap, I actually am. Mm. So, oh wow, so she's yelling at an insecurity, bro, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I, I wasn't 100% sure it's like if I was actually on the chubby side or not, but then it's like that kind of confirmed it. It's yeah, like, oh, oh damn. Man. So, what did you do? To be honest, like, it did help in a way, but then not as much, bro, because like I'll. D- I'd go on like you, you'd call diets or eating better, but then it would be more harsh diets because it's like, yeah, I've got to get these results. Yeah. I've got to lose these kilos in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah, but then dieting, yeah. anyone knows in playing sports, like you still got to eat a certain amount of calories and nutrition to actually perform. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you're in a crazy deficit or like crazy diet, you're not going to perform. You're not going to have the energy. So that yeah. really got to me, bro, and that affected my season. So then, yeah, at the end of the season, to be honest, I didn't even say that because it's like my relationship with the coach didn't really improve from there. Mm. Bro, he's going around these, these um, fat shaming people, bro. What kind of coach is this? No, nah, but to be honest, like thinking about it today, like he meant he meant well, man. He was a Muslim guy at a obviously a, a regular NPL club, but then he he just I think his rela- his relationships with his players and that weren't the best. But and you even know that, like how I think he a big was. thing is everyone gets motivated differently. Yeah, yeah. So you can tell someone else you're fat, lose it, and mm. they'll go and lose it. Yeah. You tell someone else, and they will. Go into like their own shell or something. It's just different Is types of motivation, Ex- external, internal motivation. You Turkish know? guy, I don't know. If mm, he wasn't import. Though. I don't think he's import though. Mm. Sometimes you can just you can sense because imports 100. percent They got no filter. Yeah, yeah. I, I but understandably then, so, but especially on s- sports. Yeah, I think he was a coach that couldn't really channel his anger mm. from uh, the passion yet of the sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even like let's just say for example in the game day, he'll tell players to do this and do that, and obviously you don't take too many instructions, yeah. but he's getting angry. Let's just say from the winger, not passing it back to the defence. And he's like actually losing his... Yeah, but, but in a sporting environment, that's sort of normal for them to make yeah. comments like but then that. But I think you were conscious of it prior yeah. to that. So then after, when he actually said what he said, it struck a yeah. chord in you. Did right? you ever talk to people about like... Because no. I never knew, for example. Yeah, so. see, no, I didn't. Because see, that's a perfect example. I didn't, yeah. tell, I didn't tell you... I don't think even my mates and that as well. Did you acknowledge like, you were like a bit overweight or not really? Did you try to deny it too? I did, but I didn't... I didn't think I didn't see the like. I don't know, man. Like it's it's very strange to think about it now. Yeah. Well, so what were you? Were you fat? No, no. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, look, look, we actually. <laughs> 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 no, 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 it's, it's fine. I brought yeah. it up. I brought up for a reason. It's fine. Yeah. Like it was only like the thing where it's like that extra few kilos to lose, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Not like you're. It's clear overweight gut. <coughs> you're playing. Yeah. But do you know what it was? Yeah. He never looked like those couple of years that he was in like. Peak fitness. You do look like a footballer, so basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For, okay. for a sport perspective, it's like he can't. You know, when James Harden was big, you're like he can't be fit looking yeah. like that. So if Ali's not Ali added had a couple extra kilos, like he can't be fit. So everyone was always wait. Like the coach was waiting for him to hit yeah. reach that max fitness he's to be at level. his peak. Now he's not at his peak. Yeah, bro. But then they have never watched Dane Swan play football. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Dane Swan? It's different with juniors. Yeah. 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 Was he always was he always big? He was Chubbs the he whole was way always through his yeah, career, bro. Yeah, yeah. Won like a Brownlow Chubbs. Won, won a best on Grand. Yeah. No, he won a Grand Final Chubbs. But it's body types too, because I know like some like sometimes Ali was just when he was younger, like before the NPR and stuff. He was a bit casual on the ball and stuff, so he wasn't like running excess amount. So he's more like an on the ball player. So maybe yeah. the coach looked yeah. at and said because he's chubbier. He's not an off-the-ball player. Yeah, so yeah. if he loses it, he'll be both sides of the... Yeah. Might be know? lacking in Ob- some Obviously, I can take like ownership with like not working hard enough to you know make a difference. Yeah. But then in that moment, it's like, I think about the coach. The imp- you see the importance of the coach, like the choice of words they use towards kids, especially yeah. juniors. Mm. Like it makes more of an impact on that person. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, that kid's a human being. Like 
That's true, that's true. He's dealing with certain, certain aspects of his life, not just soccer, maybe at school with his friends yeah. making jokes. Hey, I'm trying to gather like the dynamic of it. So, yeah. like, you are a bit overweight in the sporting mm. world, like, yeah. as an athlete or whatever. <coughs> but, like, in real life, did you consider yourself as, like, were you conscious that you were a bit overweight? Because I can see, like, if you hop on the on the field and be like, oh, like, that guy's a bit fitter than me, he's a bit faster than me. Yeah, comparing that. yourself. You're comparing yourself, do you know what yeah. I mean? Were you comparing yourself to everyday people? No, it was mostly it was mostly when it came to sports. I think mm. where it's like I can be that much, I can be that like fitter or that much leaner to do better in my sport, whatever it is. Right, okay. And obviously, it got to me because the harsh diets don't work. Mm. We we all know that. Especially you're sixteen, seventeen. Like it's tough. Exactly. that kind of stuff. And obviously, know? it affects your mood and stuff. Like when you go on these extreme diets or oh, crazy, bro. I saw a lot of people, bodybuilders and stuff. Like one of my mates, a bodybuilder. They try remove. They try having like a certain fat percentage or whatever. Yeah, mm. they try getting under ten percent. And once you start getting under ten percent, you don't start producing the right hormones in yeah. the right amounts yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Susceptible to like sicknesses and stuff, illnesses. They say yeah. That bro, sex drive goes out the window. They become emotional, all this mm. kind of stuff. Bro, one of my mates, he ne- actually nearly died driving, bro, because like he, he because this guy's tired. He's fatigued, no oh. energy. So he's driving on the road because that's what his job was. Mm. So as he's driving, he's driving. One day, he just like veered off a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's scary. He, he, he hit a curb. Yeah, but he went back like that. So it was a close call, basically. If I'm not wrong, he might have crashed. You know what I mean? Alhamdulillah. He might have crashed. Nothing happened to him, alhamdulillah. Yeah. But then the point being like, he's trying to get to this goal. You know what I mean? Because he's mm. comparing himself mm. to everyone else. You know what I mean? And then I've, I thought he was a bit yeah. weird, bro. I'm like, to him, th- to me, I was like, this guy's weird. Why? Like, this guy, if you look at him, yeah, he looks like Arnold. Loki, yeah. do you know what I mean? A short version of Arnold, but he looked like Arnold. But to him, he looks like nothing. So they try going from like 15% to 10% to like 2%. Mm. Just kill themselves in the process, yeah. bro. But ask yourself, vegan, is that sustainable? It's not sustainable. No, it's not sustainable. Mm. But in the world of competition, just like Ali, yeah, yeah. to them, yeah. they're like, oh, I have to be better than all these other people. That's the ideal body. But That's the ideal body. Besides competition, that. yeah? Like, we're just talking everyday guys, you know what I mean? People mm. in general. A lot of the time, like you were saying, it's because they're comparing themselves to other people. Yeah. That's where the fear comes in. That's what yeah. men fear. Like, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, basically, um, a lot of the time, yeah, when you see somebody on Instagram, for example, this guy's got a six pack. He looks like you know when you slice the mangoes. Yeah. And you get the thing. <laughs> just like, bro, how in the hell do you look like that? Yeah. And then everybody I know doesn't have the same body as yeah. you. What's going on? I don't here? know one person that does. But a lot, a lot of the time, people don't understand, bro. Like, especially when you're growing up. Where you're like, if I do 600 sit-ups in a day and I do this every single day for the rest of my life, I'll get it. And he's telling you this stuff. Bro, this guy's taking steroids. Yeah. yeah. This nah, guy is taking steroids. No, no, no. A lot of them uh, are. No, those kind of people. But even just to get your ideal body, you can work towards it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the only thing is, you know, when you when you grow up, not Ali, but like other people, when they grow up and they had that, they were fat shamed or they were insecure like about this kind of stuff. When they do get that good body, they go so strict on it. Yeah. Like I know some people who are like a bit overweight growing up and they started going to the gym, they got a good body and now they're full on like, and obviously it's it's okay, you know, that, that's what they want, but it's to that extreme level where it's dangerous sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing. It's, it's because they don't want to lose anorexia, it. Yeah. They have eating, the, the eating disorders and stuff. Like yeah. I know a kid I'm related to, mom was telling me about it last time. The kid, his parents pulled him out of school because how much he used to get fat shamed. He was losing so much weight. He actually had an eating disorder. He actually got anorexic. Yeah, mm. it was anorexic. And then his parents pulled him out of school and they homeschooled him for what? the rest of his school. This guy went oh. from a being a beast to anorexic. And having... But why do, why, do men, why do you think men fear this? This kind of thing was like, 
Sometimes it's the it's the bullying side of it too, but also like we're not confident and comfortable Image, in our yeah, skin. Self esteem, bro. Yeah. It's all about self esteem. You know what I mean? Mm. If you don't look, if you don't look desirable, do you think it's the comparison thing? It's, yeah, a lot of the times it is, bro. Because if you look at yourself and you go, "Oh, look at me! I got these flow, these chubs here." Every now and again, I look in the mirror. I don't even like what I see. Mm. What do everyone else think? You know what I mean? A lot of the time, people don't even care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, for for men, I think. One thing that I would say is the biggest fear is being called out on being fat. I mm. think the shame that that's associated with fat. that. I think any insecurity, not like fat being yeah, short. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, yeah. I had that kind of thing, or even being sometimes being skinny. Physical you know? appearance. Physical, any of those physical appearance, even like yeah. if you get teased for how your face looks or something like that. Yeah. Any of those kind of stuff. I remember when I was younger, bro. I like yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're growing up, you're thirty, you're fourteen. Your body's starting to develop, yeah? So you're mm. getting a bit chubs, even though you're playing a lot of footy, yeah? Mm. My nipples were sucked in. <laughs> so sucked in? Yeah, yeah, so I had no nipples, yeah? <laughs> okay. I remember doing push-ups every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing push-ups every see single day just to make sure that I can see my nipples regularly. I didn't work. do that one and try to... You want to look weird topless, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah bag. topless and stuff, yeah. Because footy, bro, footy, the change rooms, there's only yeah. boys in there and your dad's like... Bro, even match day, bro. Match day, yeah. you're seeing people's arms in that. It's, it's kind of obvious what type of physique the person yeah, is. Yeah, but in the, the locker arms. room as well, it takes one comment, bro. Yeah, true. 100%. Yeah. Way, and it's a joke, it's banter, do you know what I mean? But as soon as they make a cool nickname for you, that's funny. you got it for years. Yeah, it's still nicknames I know for boys and I still call them that from when they were eight. Also, besides fat shaming, bro, I'd say hair as well, bro. Yeah, like body hair, yeah, maybe even a beard, that sort of stuff. A lot of times, bro, like I hear brothers, they look at me and they go, like, okay, yeah, like, this isn't being big up on myself. Like, yeah. I don't do anything to grow a beard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's from Allah, bro, yeah? <laughs> yeah. And then guys are like, oh, how'd you get that beard? Bro, I don't know, bro, I woke up. Bro. Like, genetics, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. But a lot of the times, yeah, people, because, and I'm looking at them, I'm like, okay, there's a bit patchy, you know? Mm. Now I understand why, because they're a bit insecure about their mm. own thing, like, would you say that's an insecurity in itself? Like, would you say it's another thing that men fear, like not being able to? It's it's mm. like, for example, legendary and I. You don't have a beard. I don't have a no. beard. Like, I got whiskers, and brother. And, <laughs> and, and, for, <laughs> and for years, like Ali grew a full beard at twenty, something like twenty-one. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'm I'm twenty-two in a couple in ten days. Yeah. So whatever, like, but I don't have a full beard, and it's that kind of thing where people have asked me, "Where's your beard? Where's your beard? Where's your beard?" Uh. But the thing is, to me, it was never a big deal. Like, oh, because I know kind of thing, it'll come. There's pros and cons to it. Like, I look at my body hair, see you speak body hair, on my chest and stuff, there's no hair. But I know people that grew a beard when they were 16 have all hair all over their legs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and that, that didn't happen to me. So me in my head, I'm like, I don't mind going to beard at 24 and not having body hair or here. See how he didn't say my name? He knows, yeah, yeah, we're complete yeah. opposites. <laughs> you were like, but, but split, that, bro. Yeah. that kind of thing. It's like, so to me, it wasn't a deep, but I know a lot of people, it's like, they're, they're always, I'm like, oh, nice beard, like, yeah, it's patchy here and stuff. They're always conscious of it, mm. you know? So I think it's just, I'm not too sure everyone's different kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think I think different people had different insecurities or things they feared mm. physically. What do you yeah. have? Um, growing up, obviously. I remember growing up in your, like, so going from primary school to high school, everyone was growing. So that was the period, like, everyone's going through puberty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was a short guy, bro. Yeah. When I tell you, like, I was short, like, I was short. And my brother was tall, you know what I mean? And my little brother, was he was little, obviously. So I was, like, I was in between. So I'm, am I going to end up being short or am I going to end, end up being tall? And I was short for a long mm. time. And mind you, like, I sort of hit puberty a bit late compared to, like, other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah? 
So in year seven, everyone's getting taller. Everyone's getting facial hair, all this kind of stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm not wrong. And obviously, I don't have facial hair. Yeah, obviously not in year seven. I don't even have it now. <laughs> yeah. And then after in year eight, I'm still not grown. Then year nine, like until it was like halfway through the year, like I hit like a growth spurt where I just went zoom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now alhamdulillah, I'm six foot three. So it's a bit different. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was always on your mind, like questioning, is yeah. it going to happen? Is it not? Because I think Ashraf had a certain thing with the height as well. Yeah. Bro, think about this. Yeah, I played basketball growing up. And what happened was, like, I have a bad jump shot at the moment, yeah? In terms of my game, the only one of the biggest problems with my game is a jump shot. And why I had a bad jump shot was because I used to be so short, everyone used to take three-pointers and shots like that comfortably. Mm. I, has, I used to have to compensate for my three-point shot. So I'd throw the ball rather than shoot the ball. Well, your technique's different? different. My technique was different because yeah. of my height, you know what oh. I mean? And it stuck with me all the way up until now, you know what I mean? And it's hard to change, like, yeah. like what it's called, like, motor habits, you know yeah. what I mean? So it was, like, one of those things. So I think, like... Height was a big thing for me. Mm. I can give you pointers, inshallah. But, yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I'll break ankles. <laughs> hey, but you know, the thing know. is, though, yeah, the funny thing is, since year nine, I have never thought about it since. Yeah. Mm. And because you grew six foot three. I grew like a lot. Then I found it weird, like when I was on Twitter and all this kind of stuff, like people had height in their bio. And I was like, Did you Damn. say you're 10? Huh? Did you say you're 10? Year nine, I grew. You're nine. Nine. So even, even year nine is so young because you're like 14. Yeah. You know, you st- you're you're growing. And stuff, but it's yeah. different when you're seeing all your mates and that people in the year level growing. It's like, yeah. when's my turn? Yeah. Because yeah. 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 I, I was the same kind of thing where I was growing up and I was always one of the shortest kids in the year level. Mm. So you're six, you're seven, you're eight, even you're nine and 10. Yeah. But I used to, when people used to look at me, they used to think I was much younger. Mm. So I'd be 15 and people think I'm 12. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. Even for years, yeah. I can show you pictures of me in year 10. You yeah. think I'm a year seven kid. Yeah. But mm. then I grew like maybe 11 or 12 to like 5'10, normal yeah. height. And yeah. for me, my sport, soccer, it's a normal height. So it's okay. Like, And I'm comfortable and confident in my height and stuff. But that's the kind of thing. It's like, eventually you have to hit that stage. It's like, you have to love yourself either way. Because mm. like, see how we're all made differently. One might be a little chubbier, one a little skinnier, one a little taller. And we grow at different ages. It's that kind of thing. It's like, at one stage in your life, you have to decide and say, Allah created me like this and I can't really change it. Because mm. so the yeah. things maybe we didn't name, like other insecurities we have on our body. <coughs> and it's like, even like how your body looks, you know, there's other insecurities, but it's like, you have to accept that Allah created you and be grateful for it. Yeah. Because you know? yeah, so honestly, we, we, like we're blessed, alhamdulillah, like, you know, I think it's even for health. I think it's a perspective you have because peop- we, have to, we have to remember people have like, was it physical defects? Like yeah. people even have like... Sh- Lip. Even after, oh yeah. <laughs> what is that? Do you know what it is or no? Cleft lip. Yeah, like a surgery or something. Yeah. When as a kid, yeah. Cleft lip. I don't. I don't know what Clef. it is. But but it's like a cut, and yeah, it's like the, guy, the Joker guy. You know, walking Phoenix has yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. But go on. At least, yeah. Fi- no, it's just defects? like saying, like obviously physical what defects, like obviously cool. having like what is it, like no arm or even like no legs or whatever yeah. it is. It's like these little things we forget. Like it's actually yeah. a blessing. Everything we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't just. Because we, we have to just, end, at the end of the day, just be more content with our physical. Mm. But look at this. One thing, it's hard to adopt that mentality. Yeah, it is. Yeah? When the people around you, like like banter in the locker room, for example. Mm. Yeah? Or society sort of sets a standard. You know what I mean? Like for the height thing, I think one of the biggest insecurities of guys nowadays is because I think girls sort of like got tall guys. Mm. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, oh, because I'm not tall enough. Then that's like my opportunity gone type of thing. So it's sort of hard to op- uh, like adopt that mentality. But when do they love you for anything besides that? That's what I always say to guys yeah. who are tall. <laughs> you guys know what I'm about. I was looking at him and telling him, yeah, but besides 6'5", say you were 6'2", or 6'1". Yeah. She's still going to love you like that. Let's be honest. Because it's like, you know, in any situation, it's like talent. It's, oh, how, no, you were, it's how you were made. Yeah. It only gets you there. Mm. So with girls or life or a job opportunity or how you look, your nationality, yeah. it only gets you to the park. You still need to perform. Mm. And exactly. you still need to do the right thing. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, 
it's still it's just confidence as well because mm. you're gonna if I'm five ten I can't become six four and play basketball like a uh, you know but I have to be confident in my skills and even like there's things when you, sometimes you have like a shortcoming you can kind of work on it with athleticism oh, I see what like you did in there. sports shortcoming ah, no pun intended uh, <laughs> no but I'm just saying like there's there's guys who are bro there's guys who are five ten that dunk. Nate Guy, Robertson. Yeah, there's guys who are five ten that in soccer you don't need to be tall in soccer. Me, I'm taller than Messi, the best yeah, player in exactly, soccer. Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. Are you? Imagine yeah. seeing uh, one I'm of the biggest icons Neymar, in like the world just walk past th- you. That's a soccer player height. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. It's like you can look at it as even like a strong suit. Like there's your body mm. shape. Don't look at your friends and say, "Oh, legendary six three. Look at that," because it might also be a detriment to you. Imagine yeah. I was six six and I was trying to play soccer. Got it's bad difficult. ankles, bro. Bro, bad ankles. bro. You know one thing that's wrong with being tall. Like later on, like 11, 12. During VC, we used to play table tennis a lot. Bro, one thing that I hated the most. Guess what it was? What? Bending down just to pick up the ball. But imagine sounds aer- aeroplanes. Sounds weird, bro. But it's a very, very small thing. Yeah. But every single time the ball falls on the ground, you have to bend up. Yeah. Is the weather different for you? Again? Is the weather different for you? It rains up there. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> even even Leonardo saying aeroplanes are difficult and stuff. Alhamdulillah, that's something I don't have to worry yeah, about. Yeah. So there's pros and cons, but leg room. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the next one, boys. The yeah, next one is open expression of emotions. Jeez. Ooh, so like yeah. obviously talking to your friends, talking to your family, you know. Your loved ones, you know? I think men, this obviously, this is my opinion, yeah? I think a lot of the time, men, we only do it when we're forced to do it, when we've got no other option, like back against the wall, and everything's starting to pile up too much. Mm. And then we become a lot more comfortable to go, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I'm venting, yeah? Mm. I remember telling my sister, there was um, there was a time, obviously everyone, if you've listened to the first podcast, you'll know that I, I had the... The, the bit of a depressive episode when I was doing architecture, yeah. Mm. But short, um, funniest thing on earth was <laughs> the guy that used to come with me from uni. Uh, he's like one of my best mates now. Sh- sh- shout out to Guled. But um, basically, me and him weren't close, mm. yeah. But I found out that this guy lives in li- lives close to me, and I'm like, bro, I need someone with me on the drive. I can't keep listening to J. Cole or Mufti Mink or whoever it is because, <laughs> bro, they're doing my head in and I'm just got this, this, I don't know what this is. I can't describe mm. it. These feelings just piled up on me and they're killing me. And then basically, I remember him telling me this. He goes, <laughs> he goes, bro, I remember you just staring into the blank and talking, 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 <laughs> talking, talking, talking. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember one thing I said, yeah. but he's like, you just kept going. And he goes, everything you were saying, I was thinking. Mm. And I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, he goes, like, basically, we had the same, like, problems, but I didn't know how to word them, but you were wording them for me. And I'm doing this unconsciously, yeah? Because you're driving, too. Yeah, your mind's stimulated. Because, I'm, because it's piled up so much, I think that I was a lot more comfortable with expressing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's kind of like, I think m- I think what we need to get over as as a stigma for men is... That being openly like like being able to express your emotions isn't it shouldn't be seen as a weakness. Mm. It's actually a strength if you actually think about it, mm. because a lot of people are going to allow those emotions or those feelings to build up in them. With mm. a, like so, keeping a, it in the bottle. You know what I mean? Basically, like walking around with this question mm. mark over your head, like what the hell? Why am I feeling this? Mm. But the only thing is, you don't want to overshare. Oh, 100%. Mm. 100%. But I think yeah. I think people don't know the difference between like 
oversharing and being like the right amount of vulnerable. Especially as know? us guys, we're not we're not used to opening up as a kid. Like we didn't yeah. go, like depends on our household stuff, but we're not we didn't grow up opening up about our feelings. Yeah. So it's difficult when we hit that age and we start to open up, knowing that balance. Mm. It gets addictive too. Like if if I'm being honest, like you were saying, oversharing. I think it's it's something that comes with. You know, the validation that you get when you share your emotions with yeah. someone, they tell you, it's okay. Mm. Like, you're the right re- to feel re- this reassurance. way. Yeah, yeah, reassurance. So you get that, like, that dopamine hit. Exactly. Like, oh, that feels yeah, nice. Yeah, he no, said I'm like good, basically. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, I am normal. Uh, whatever I'm going through is whatever it is. Yeah. And then that person, yeah, they give you that validation. And then what happens is basically that now that you're like, okay, I'm feeling this again because that same issue is doing my head in again. And then I've noticed, like, this isn't, in myself but in mates that I've had yeah. like they'll continuously repeat the same problem over and over and over because they attach the habit again. with the feeling and they want the feeling exactly yeah. and then if I'm telling them look cause I already know you gotta deal with it f- straight on you know what I mean like just kind of go head on and face it you mm-hmm. know and then they won't do it but they'll bring up another issue say mm-hmm. for example they had issues with their mother yeah or with their family they'll go yeah but then my mum did this when I was 13 or my dad did this mm-hmm. when I was 14 and They'll keep on delving into different. So they just want to talk about it. Exactly, they're rummaging yeah. for for that for that validation. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, I don't I don't see. So so some men are different then. So some people, the first time they start opening up their feelings, yeah. they start to love it so much that they can't stop. They, they, can't, exactly. they can't yeah. control it. Yeah, yeah they can't control. Tr- yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they crave the feeling too. They also mm. love self pity. Like a lot of people wallow in self pity, yeah. Mm. They love that pl- that place. A lot of people love the darkness, you know, the yeah. the yeah. whole being depressed. The people feeling bad for them, being exactly. empathetic, sympathetic to them, yeah. Because mm. sorry, bro. No, no, go go. No, no, I was gonna say because a lot of the time, yeah, because fulfilling your potential in this world is hard, yeah. It takes a lot of effort, yeah. Mm. And then and then having somebody tell you that it's okay that you didn't fulfill it because you've had a hard life, mm. having that. Having that 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 reassurance from somebody else to yeah. say, hang on, yeah, you know, you could have had the ability to do that, but mm. you know, and then giving you an excuse, the an escape and the mechanism, exactly, it's escape. Yeah. Mm. It's like that's what I love about David Goggins, by the way, because he says that kind of thing. Was like, obviously, every life is different, and it takes time to go through situations. Yeah, but it's that kind of thing. Was like, sometimes you need to understand that, like, Allah's given you, Allah's. It's Qadr. It's written for you, yeah. but you and you can't change the past. Mm. So just move forward. Try to look at it in a good way, because like yeah. obviously you have to work through things, and it takes time to work yeah. through things. 100%. But try to improve on the situation every single day. Exactly. Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems as well is like once people become vulnerable, they they're unable to navigate after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're now they're in unfamiliar territory. Mm. You know what I mean? It's new to them, yeah. Yeah, they're in unfamiliar territory. They it's new to them, and that's where I think like certain things, like for example, the Deen the Quran and all that kind of stuff help you navigate with your feelings. You know what I mean? Like Ilah says in the Quran like that, Ilah has never tested a person with more than he can bear. You yeah. know what I mean? Then you realize like, yo, I'm going through this. Yeah, it's good to like vent it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But understand the fact that Ilah is this is what I'm good for. You know what I mean? That's why one thing like this is gonna like it's gonna relate to something else, yeah. One thing I love my course at university, like the whole health side of everything. Because mm-hmm. I always relate it back to like health and all that kind of stuff. Like I was learning the other day, I was starting like um in my new year and the guy that i'm working is like a world-renowned um intermittent fasting expert and he was telling me yeah he's actually a beast he goes to me he goes to like america and all this kind of stuff (laughs) 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 i lasted like a week (laughs) get him on an app why not yeah we actually get him on an app he's a sick guy i love him buddy um but i asked him one of the questions like like why do i get a headache every single time like i'm fasting you know what i mean 
and he started explaining it and I don't want to get too technical because I don't understand it completely myself. But what I got from what he said was our bodies are continually being put under stress. You know what I mean? And stress is a good thing. You know what I mean? For example, like with intermittent fasting, yeah, if you eat what do you call it, um, foods that are very, very bitter, yeah, plants, they can't move, can they? Yeah? Plants can't move. Well, maybe some plants out there maybe can move, but yeah. most plants that we know Venus can't move. Trap. Say again? Venus flytrap. Yeah. The one that eats bugs. That moves? Carry on, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think it does. So set up That's so random. Okay. Anyway, so what they do is they develop like defense mechanisms blood. and stuff, yeah? And one of the defense mechanisms they develop is they start to produce toxins. So like when a bird or an insect or something tries to eat it, they like die or something like that. Yeah. But obviously it's not toxic to us. So when we go and eat that like bitter food, like like bitter plants and food, like coffee is very, very bitter. What happens is our body tastes it, it releases it, it goes under some sort of physiological stress. Mm. And then your body starts to produce new hormones. It starts to produce neurological links like synapses and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And the next time when you're under that stress, it, your body is able to cope with it very, mm. very easily. It's made a pathway. It's like a new yeah. pathway. Do the you know human I mean? body adapts pretty well. It adapts yeah. very, very quickly. And I'm thinking to myself, when this guy is telling me this, I'm like, yo, like if our body has adapted to this and needs to be consistently under some sort of stress, yeah, then that's the same with life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like in terms of troubles mm. and hardships and all that kind of stuff that we go for. Yeah, it's one of those things. Nah, but it's true. You're going to go through stress every single day and stuff. Yeah. But how about like the expression of emotions as a guy? Like we yeah. fear it sometimes. I want to go into that point where Sahel goes, you sometimes feel looking weak. Yeah. You feel looking bad. Like I don't have things under control. And it sometimes it makes you like a man is supposed to have it under control and not show tears and like show like I'm the man. I don't, you know, I got everything under control. Yeah. Do you guys agree with that kind of thing? Even like crying or expressing your emotions, showing weakness. See, you I know? think as you get older, I think it becomes less and less like um, that insecurity becomes less and less prominent for mm. one reason is because when you're when you're younger, yeah, whenever you, you hand like like shame is a lot bigger when you're younger. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be bagged for things because you've already gone through the trauma of high school where if you breathe wrong, <laughs> they point mm. fingers and not start bagging everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean. So everyone's thinking to themselves now, okay. Um, I'm going out in the open world. They don't realize that everyone's mature. Everyone's an adult. Mm. Everyone's like, I'm going to keep pushing. I don't care like what you're doing. You're not actually that important, you know? And then when, but because you be, you grew up in this high school scene where everyone's looking to one up everyone else. And yeah. there's that, there's that kind of like that. that everyone's, everyone's, everyone's about to get attacked. So mm. everyone's fair game, you know? So you're kind of like, you're on guard basically. Mm. But like when you leave high school, man, a whole different world. Yeah. You kind of grow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. No but even cares. the crying thing, I remember like me growing up, whenever something like, I've lost loved ones and stuff, and I couldn't cry. Mm. Why? It's, everyone's different. Like sometimes your numbness, like tears, like there's different reasons for to cry. That's how you didn't express your emotions. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, it was more like a numbness. Like I okay. didn't know what I felt. Yeah, gotcha, You know, gotcha. so I'm 16, 17, 18, whatever. I didn't know. And then I saw people around me crying, and I'm like, why aren't I crying? And I thought it was a bad thing. And I thought like, you know, there's, you hear some stories about like if you watch this video you'll cry about like the dean and stuff and then you'd watch it <laughs> but you'd watch it and then I'll think to myself Dislike. Dislike. <laughs> and then I'll watch it to myself I'm like do I have a dead heart kind of thing and you start thinking like why can't I cry I'll see people crying there's over crying too like wailing and stuff yeah yeah and even like you know that kind of thing you don't want to cry too much even publicly it still should be that hayat kind of thing yeah but i was going through that stage and then like inst then eventually like random things would make me cry i could watch a movie and something happened and it created like a memory in my head mm. 
And it's like, okay. And then even like ibadah, like ibadah is difficult. It's sometimes difficult to cry. Like you want to cry, but then when you, and it's like, do I have a dead heart? Then something happens. But that crying feeling like, you shouldn't also like seek the tears. Because it doesn't yeah. mean like, the tears might not actually mean that you're sad or whatever. Like there's, there's deeper meaning behind Before, it. The yeah. feeling in your heart, like remorse, like, you know, after you sin and stuff, could actually be like stronger than having a tear. Some people cry easily. Those tears shouldn't confirm your sincerity. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people cry a lot, bro. Yeah. Like for no reason at all, they just start crying. But even I, was, you just reminded me, like the most manly of men, like Umar ibn Khattab, didn't it, wasn't it like descriptions of him that there used to be like tear marks on his <coughs> eyes for how much he used to cry? Yeah. It's like who can argue he wasn't a man? Because yeah. he fears Allah, bro. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. we forget our relationship with God. Yeah. Sometimes, wallah, and that that in itself, yeah. I, I was listening to a, uh, I think he's a sheikh. I'm not too sure, but he's a speaker. He was online. He was talking about vulnerability of God. Yeah, and it's like you can like if you can be as vulnerable as Yaqub mm. was with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala when he was bearing patience about losing um, Yusuf alayhi salam. Yeah, is that the right word? Yeah, alayhi salam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because um, he was crying. He cried so much that he went blind. Do you know mm. what I mean? And he's he's a Nabi of Allah, bro. Mm. This guy was crying and he knows Allah's qadr. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he knows yeah. that when Allah he's plans something. He's more accepting than us of the qadr. Mm. Exactly, bro. And he, he's got revelation from God, basically. You know what I mean? Mm. So whenever we whenever we sit there and think to ourselves, oh, wallah, we're too good for it, bro. Imagine these guys, the manliest of men, closer, mm. closer to God than us. Mm. They they do it. And it's mm. natural. It's normal for them to but You should also be but comfortable doing it. Yeah. Like yeah. You shouldn't be too comfortable like you're in a big hall mm. and you're the only one crying. But if you're around your friends, your boys, and something's going on, like even you're watching a movie or someone says a story, it's not like that deep to shed a tear or two, you know? It's not normalised. That's you know? why. Do you know what I, mean? I think comfortable and normalising is like two different things. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, if I'll be honest, if I see someone cry... Like another dude, I'm not gonna lie. Life, yeah, weak. I'll, I'll be a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> it, feels, it feels a bit awkward. It, it does. It feels a but bit it's just, I think not even just the tearing, it's just like being able to actually express your emotions if you are going through something, yeah. having those friends to like depend on to actually yeah. talk about these issues. Yeah. But hey, you gotta cry in the same friends that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's awkward, but then like, it's actually good, bro. You, you need it, man. But when yeah. you said that, it's also the other side. See how we weren't raised or like guys, we're not used to like crying in front of each other yeah. opening up it's also like showing support a lot of us didn't have the experience growing up about how to show the right support so if our sisters go through stuff and we try to support them or my mom or something and we say the wrong stuff we're not used to like being empathetic or sympathetic it's mm. like it's a difficult thing as well like yeah. supporting emotions being empathizing with emotions because you know? we're not used to it as well expressing yeah. it we don't know how to like support someone mm. else going through it yeah yeah you're gonna say something yeah i was i was gonna say like I think when I see people cry, like I empathize with them. You know what I mean? But like I still have that edge of like uncomfortability. You know the what wall, I mean? The wall, like yeah. I remember like I remember the first day that like like I saw my dad cry. Yeah. And then after it was a situation that happened. I saw my dad and I've never seen him. Do you know what I mean? And this was this was probably like I was like late teens, whatever. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like when I was a kid or something like that. All my life I haven't seen this guy cry. Yeah. yeah? And then he's crying one day, and I'm just like, damn, this guy can cry. I'm, I'm not even lying. Like, I've mm. seen guys cry. So it's not about guys. It's when you're in an environment where no one cries, mm. yeah, the people that end up do crying, you're like, damn. It's a shock mm. to you. Yeah. It's a shock because it's not like crying is a weird thing. 
it's the people that cry that become It's just never yeah. happened in that sort of environment. In in that environment. Like I grew up in an environment where like I've never yeah. seen my brother cry. Yeah. You know I can't even picture my dad crying. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen your dad yeah. cry? Uh, yeah. yeah, but only like cuz like he lost his parents. Situation. Yeah, like I remember you? Yeah, WhatsApp videos. <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking, bro. When you, when you listen to the sermon, the last sermon that I saw last time cry. Yeah, I got you, Dad. Don't worry, I made you look religious. Shut up, Billy. story reminded me of like when our dad cried for the first time. I think I was like, was it six? Was I six years old when? Nah, you and I passed away. Eight, yeah, eight years old. Sorry, but then I was in a daze. Like my emotions that you obviously you're not in, in line with all your emotions, especially crying and that. But I just remember coming downstairs and like sympathizing for my dad, and he was like bursting in yeah. tears because it's his mum. Mm. I was the first parent you lose. That's and like, to yeah. be honest, yeah. I was eight years old and I was kind of like trying to force the tears like, because I'm trying to sympathize for my dad. I don't want to mm. go to him not crying. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So I just, I, I somehow remember this one memory of just hugging him and that sympathizing for him. But it's like, it just shows like, it's sometimes good to see your dad cry or your uncle and just show like, guys actually do have emotions. Like mm. you are human at the end of the day. Yeah. And when I, you know, the weird side of it, when I say it's weird, it's not like it's a negative thing. It's mm. more like I've never seen this person in this yeah. state. You sure. know, what I mean? reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a reaction. I'm like, damn, like that. Yeah. Like I can go through that, and it's it's cool as well at the same time. Like to see this person become, yeah. like this. It, it shows the human, the side human of side yeah. of the yeah. other you know? person, yeah. and that no one's perfect. Like it's not bad to cry, but you used to th- like sometimes you think like, oh, he's a man, he's my dad, the role model, and he cried. Like yeah. you know, it's good. Yeah. I remember like Hobbes was speaking about it, like the whole thing about like what is a man and what oh, is a man. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then after like. It was defining like a rijal, like what a man is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And half the guys that are walking on the face of the earth are not men. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like men used to cry. You know what I mean? But men nowadays shame men yeah. for crying. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just out of appear- out, out of appearance they're focusing on. Yeah, keep th- we'll keep that one for the next. Do you reckon guys are in touch <laughs> with their emotions in nowadays? Guys, yeah, nah, guys, no way, bro. Nah. I think a lot of people push what they really feel aside mm. because there's some sort of stigma. Behind it, and a lot of the times, and this is me being honest, yeah, be a lot honest. of the times, it's because it's because of the opposite gender. It's actually what? because of the opposite Does gender. Does it show like a sign of weakness? That, and then also, as much as women like to tell us, "Oh, we really like a guy who's in touch with his emotions," and no one can handle it. Mm. Whether it's your ma- even your own boys, bro, your own boys can't handle it. Sometimes, bro, it's actually just it's better for you. To find a balance with keeping your emotions to a certain, like keeping them informed about what's going on, like letting them know that you are feeling this, mm. but not dumping your situation on the person as if they have the fix for you. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. So being open to a degree is good, but like like just to give people a heads up about what's going on, mm. just so they don't feel out of the loop, for example, mm. like, okay, I'm not feeling it today, guys your thing normally and whatever yeah. but just maybe i'm not gonna be as bouncy as i usually am but then um yeah just be smart about it bro yeah i think that that's one of the biggest steps because still till this day like i still do have friends when thinking about it right now like opening up would be a hard thing maybe they've opened up to me like just because of like spur of the moment there's actually something serious but then even just in general like it's not as often yeah and even like vice versa me opening up with them it's like, I think it's just taking that first step with those f- sort of friends. Obviously, yeah. if you trust them enough to speak about it, but then also just slowly, like, breaking the barrier kind of thing, showing that you have other emotions, you have other things going on in your life. 
but Be- slowly. Yeah, keyword, of course. Slowly. Before yeah, I go on to the next one, I think the easiest way for guys to open up is to be stimulated by doing something and then you're talking in the background. Yeah, like yeah. Suhail when he's driving. Yeah. So if you're both driving or you're playing FIFA or you're playing 2K or playing a video game, watching a movie, it's easy for guys to chat because you're not thinking about me chatting and my feelings and stuff. Yeah. You're just chatting and just air yeah. That's what guys do. So it's like, it's Full a break. easy hack if you want a guy to open up. Or you want to yeah. talk to your boys That's about something? Just be doing something else and then chat. Like Wait, catch him at 11 p.m. at night. Pull HSP. a handbrake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how loves a handbrake? Move on, or, bro. Or, yeah. a, or a peaceful party chat. <laughs> I got the next one, boys. I'm going to mm. put two of them together. It's rejection, our failures, and fear of failure. That's a big one. Probably. Yeah, they're all kind of together. Okay. When you hear rejection, what do you automatically associate it with? We'll go, everyone does it, yeah? What's the first thing um, comes to mind? Job applications, like not getting what I want. With what? Like life, like okay. what I aspire. Not being good enough. So you also see a rejection of different things. Yeah. yeah. What do you associate with? Me is the aftermath of rejection. <laughs> the aftermath of rejection. The that's feeling that's after. The, yes, that's okay, the only yeah. thing that I can like attach to that that feeling. Does that make sense? Like mm. I, I can only sort attach of. a feeling to it. Rejection to 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 me has always been like. Okay, this is gonna knock you down a couple of steps. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then I develop on what you were saying. Ah, uh, uh, you get where I'm coming from? No, no. Yeah. Well, I actually get where you're coming from. You can look at it from two angles. Yeah, like someone else might look at rejection and think, "Hey, like I've been rejected. Let me go try and get another job, or let yeah. me try getting this and that." You know what I mean? And other people might associate it with now I'm in a, like a dark space yeah. and this that. I'm, I'm in the hole. I'm not gonna get up. I'm, I'm not down. gonna get out. Is, is yeah. that what you're getting at? Yeah, the rejection. Yeah. The, so, so basically, yeah. With rejection, there's there's a lot of things, especially when you you want something and it's like really, really, really like like you're you, passionate you, about you've, it. Yeah, you're passionate about it. Basically, you've worked, you've worked hard for it, whatever it is. Exactly, yeah. And then you think, of <laughs> <laughs> and, then you, and then you're like, you're kind of like you're looking at it, and then you're like, yes, and it seems very, very like imminent, and it's like it's it's within reaching distance, and then it gets taken away from you because somebody says no, mm. like the shame after it, like. For example, you ask somebody for help and they say, yeah, mate, what, would you, what do you think this is? I, I'm not going to help you. Da, da, da. And then after you're like, damn, man, I shouldn't have done that. How did I let... And it's, you make, it's basically you're sh- the shame that comes with it because your ego is bruised mm. because of what happens. So is that, is that failure, like failure in general, that feeling of failing as well, like being rejected and also failing, would you say the same thing? Failure is associated with 100%. Yeah. But, um, but rejection... Depends, depends how you look at it. Rejection for me, yeah. Rejection for me is probably more so associated with um, somebody else, like another entity, kind of like yeah. stopping the risk, basically. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. With whatever it is, like for example, the job application, and like you just get hundred or two hundred no's. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Even though you've had a hundred and fifty interviews and you go into every one of them, and then it's like you're not good enough to get a job. Basically, you have to kind of sit in the shame of... So what do you do if you get rejected? You actually have to understand that there's a bigger plan. So just qadr. That's the most important thing. Trust in Allah. That that idea kind of nullifies 90% of the anxiety that comes with that thing. Mm. Because basically, what you're thinking is, now the road ends here. After this no, there's, there's there's nothing else. The road is... That's it, it's cut off. Mm-hmm. So basically, you, you think that you would think that you die on the spot, but then you realize, hang on, a day goes past, 
Yeah. Mm. Day two days go past. Well, the the, the point still moves. It's on the list because it's like things men fear, as in we don't like to tell people we got rejected as well. So it's that kind of thing. It's like if you got a job application, if you went to a soccer club, if you you know you tried you like some people tried to get married, you know people, and they always like seeing the movies. There's always stories about like. If they get rejected by someone, they always make up some excuse. Oh, this person was stupid. They don't know what they're doing. It's all on them. It's never mm. taking ownership themselves. Yeah. So is that that's the thing men fear showing like, it, I was the problem. Do you get mm. it? Yeah. As well, so it doesn't need to be a problem sometimes. Bro. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes we like we create a problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I I used to do that a little bit as well. Like in regards to, for example, like my biggest fear would be not sort of. Like not being successful, not, g- and not living sex- up to your potential, not living up to like my potential, and that potential, like we're going back to the whole thing we're saying, is we create it for ourselves. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we sort of create benchmarks and expectations. You know what I mean, and don't get me wrong, it it, it motivates mm. me at the same time. You know what I mean? But my biggest fear would be not achieving it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I went through this period where there, there was like everything was just happening, like life was just happening. Mm. You know what I mean? Like uni was happening, work was happening, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like. Like I'm not doing anything, mm. you know but what I mean? things were going your way. Yeah, and like I saw, it sort of helps when I set something for myself, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. But the, the problem with that mm. is where the fear comes from, yeah, is the feeling of never ever achieving it, you know what I mean? But that's where tawakkal comes into place, like you were yeah. saying, you know what I mean? Knowing that like regardless of where I'm trying to get to, something has already been planned for me to get to. Mm. Exactly. Get what I mean? You still got to try. You, you still got to try. And that's yeah. not it. The, the thing that was there was not supposed to reach you. That's yeah. it, simple. Yeah. Mm. Like behind yeah. that door, there was nothing. Yeah. Mm. Is that same with failure? Like, do you fear failure or, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, I feel a failure very, very bad. I think that can get me back like, down. Because it's very embarrassing, man, honestly. Yeah, public failure and like stuff. Like, I remember true. my first year of uni, I failed half my unit. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I don't tell many people because it's embarrassing. Even yeah. to this day, like, it's like, why talk about it kind yeah. of thing? It kind of crushes your ego or like, you know, you get your aunties and uncles or whatever mm-hmm. asking you, well, so what are you doing? What do you want to do in career-wise? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's cer- that certain like societal pressure gets to you in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. Like but you have to mm-hmm. pass and get a degree yeah. and I'm, I'm exactly. not getting these mm-hmm. subjects yeah, through. Mean, like, but then I think at the end of the day, we have to realise like Allah's the best of all plan as well. Mm-hmm. But you know something like with that uni thing, I remember one time it was my first year of uni mm-hmm. and I was doing assessments and I did like I got 11 out of 30 for one assessment they're telling me plagiarizing some air aids I wasn't <laughs> plagiarizing <laughs> but I didn't have a reference it's the first year How, how's the first year student going to yeah. know a reference but I had a, I had one assessment it was 40% and I needed 29 out of 40 to get it and my first it was my first semester and I d- 29 out of 40 is like what 75% or whatever it is I don't know yeah. but it's a high percentage I'm like no nah, I'm not going to get it and I just didn't do the assessment I told Ali because bro how are you not going to do it and he's, then he convinced me, he goes, you have to do it, you have to do it, give it your heart, whatever. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to. Because it was that fear of failure that if even if I try my best, like I tried on that 11 out of 30. Actually, I thought I did well. Yeah. I got 11 out of 30. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. It's like, you might try your best and it might not be good enough. Yeah, it's the I same as when you go to a soccer club and whatever, you actually go, you think you killed it. The guy goes, you got cut. It's like, my yeah. best isn't good enough. Yeah. But then Ali told me, like, you have to do it. And then I did it and I got on the dot 29 out of 40 and I passed yeah. the subject. Alhamdulillah. 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 My first year and I was like, that was a big deal. I was like, nah, I can't just give up. So it was only like the thing, you have to do all the things. And then even if I failed, I might have got 28, but it's like, at least I'm getting better. Yeah. And I didn't have that like progress, not perfection mindset. Yeah. But it's like... Is one is progress. Sorry, I was just yeah, yeah. I was just going to say like, there's the importance of the environment as well. Like the people around you, you know, mm. not just family, friends as well. 
your social circle actually like the way they respond to your failures mm. oh, like not yeah. just laughing at you making it a joke yeah because that's what i mean about the aftermath so yeah that like yeah. that's that's something you feel like it's very embarrassing if mm. you made take like make a joke out of your failure it's like yeah. Yeah. what like do you say to that as much as much as we hate to admit it yeah like everything ties into it because there's an element of vulnerability when you try you know and um Whenever, whatever it comes to, like especially like for me when I was growing up when I was playing footy, like I actually thought I was good. You know mm. what I mean? Like I thought I was good. I actually played all right. I was always playing in the first teams, da da da. And then um, you come to like the biggest stages, you know, and then it's like you see everybody how good they are around you, and they're the same levels there. even. Do you know what I mean? And then you start playing. You play good, you know, but then the guy who's running the team says, "Nah, not good enough. Cut." You know. Mm. You know, you leave, you go from that place and then because you had an expectation in your own head of what you were like, how good you are mm. and you didn't live up to your expectation because, for example, somebody said no or somebody goes to you, nah, you're not, you're not, you're, you're not as good as you think you are, then you start to reassess and I think having to deal with that reassessment phase, it's hard, yeah. it can either like build you up, sorry, break you down and then you can build up again from it and become better and stronger or it could just break you down and then mm. from there it's just like downhill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That depends on how you act, what decision yeah. you take. It's your perspective, choice. bro. Yeah. It's your perspective. But That's when why you're it's young, tough yeah. when you're young, man. Exactly. Especially like sports because your whole life from... For example, you started at 10 until you're 16, you're told you're a gun, you're a gun, you're a gun, you're, you're going to make it or some air raid, you're going to make it and then you get to a stage and it's like, you know you're better than them as well. And the coach doesn't pick you. Mm. And you're like, what happened? Like, I know what I, I won state championships at Hyderabad Stars, like with the boys, and we killed it, alhamdulillah. I did well and stuff. And then the year after, I went Premier League with Ali, under 18s. I was 16, I was playing under 18s. And I get benched for a guy whose mum <laughs> is like the main organiser at the club. Exactly. But the thing is, like, I could, there was two other positions in the midfield, and I didn't get picked for them. So maybe I was like second or third option, whatever. Like obviously the guys are older than me. I'm a younger guy. But I also know like I wasn't as hardworking and I wasn't as confident on the ball then. You know? So it's yeah. like I can look at it as like, I remember the guy Bilal who came on the episode and I say, there's some, Ali and I used to always tell him there's so much politics in soccer in Australia. There is politics, but if you're good enough, there's no politics. Well, if Messi's yeah. playing in Australia, they're not going to say, oh, sorry, you're not Aussie. No, you're not Messi. You're not Greek. Greek, you know? you're not yeah, Greek yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's that kind of <laughs> thing. It's like, I, I had to take ownership like I didn't try hard enough and it, only mm. took, it took me like two, three years to realise. You know, no if that was my first time, yeah. I was benched. Mm. I was actually benched and I'm 16. I'm like, I could go on the 16s, I could go to another team, but I'm playing Premier League. Let me keep going. Yeah. And then... I think watching sports is like actually helps with that because professional players still go through it. Yeah. Like I'll use one example. I'm not sure if all the viewers understand, but like Jose Mourinho comes into Tottenham. He's yeah. a top manager. Mm. And then he, he drops a player like Deadly Ali, one of the best midfielders in England. And he's a top player. But then it's like, he's not his sort of player. So he doesn't want him. But then Dele Alli's thinking, oh, like starts questioning his ability, seeing if, thinking he's good enough. But then it's like, that manager just has a different idea of what he wants, his style. Mm. You're not his style of player, but you're still quality. Yeah. And that's where we have to understand you with footy, you with soccer, even myself. Mm. I question my ability a lot. But at the end of the day, people have different ideas. So sometimes ways not even us. No, it's, it's not. the coach's perspective. Exactly. Yeah, what, that play, what that coach needs or doesn't need. Yeah. About opinion, bro. It's subjective. Yeah. And even uni assessments, the same thing. Mm. Everyone marks assessments differently, like teachers. Oh, yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. Yes. Thought I tell you, go to the person firsthand, ask them what they want, yes. what they expect from you, and then you can alter your. Because mm. yeah. my essays for one teacher, 
are different wow. from my essays for another. Serious? If you read them, yeah. it's mm. so much different. One guy likes charts and graphs and that sort of stuff. The other one's like, if it says 10 pages, just give me 10 pages. <laughs> and yeah. you get you get a good result. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. wrong with you? No one teaches you that, that you learn that too late. Well, at least I, learned I, never exactly. I never learned that. Yeah, exactly. I learned that way too late. Yeah. You know, I thought I actually thought I was a bad writer because of that. You know that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. See, it affect you. you. Yeah. 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 So how about that rejection thing? Yeah. So why do you think men fear it though? I think I think I think eager gets a belting. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I reckon eager because like the way when Sue started speaking, all I could think about was ego, 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 ego. Like you're being vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there, and you're letting your guard down. Like you're putting you. You're putting your ego aside, basically. Yeah. And all of a sudden, someone comes and just massive truck and just runs you over. Mm. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, I'm never going to do that Especially again. Especially if it's something you're confident about. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you rate yourself as a writer, for example, <laughs> mm. and then the teacher just goes, oh, this is subpar. You can get 55. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, bro, are you serious? That's you it. That's an ego hit. That. That yeah. That's an ego hit, man. Yeah. You don't try after yeah. that. That's what happened to me at first year uni, actually. Mm. I remember writing a mad article because I interviewed Basha. I was like, bro... Best article I've ever written. Actually, <laughs> put effort into it. I had little, little um, ins and outs in it, and I'm like, okay, I, I developed on how the way the cat walked in, and then he ended up <laughs> feeding the cat. That's how much of a nice guy he is, and da, 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 and it's a stray cat. And then I came back into it and talked to him about what he's saying on the actual podcast, and the, so on the actual on the actual interview. And then um, she goes, you get uh sixty, and then uh. I go, sixty. I go, you want to reread? You want to reread that? Like, I'm reading it and I'm yeah. like, I don't see no flaws. Can you reread this for me, please? She reread it. She goes, 60. And I'm like, why am I trying? And then I don't try the next year and I get the same result. Nah, I don't try and I get better. Exactly. The how, does exactly. See, how does that work? But do you know what it is? It's references. For uni, for me, that was the biggest thing because <laughs> I did business. Do you know what happened? I read, I was reading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, a business book, yeah? Yeah. I quoted like six times from the book. <laughs> well, like, I went to the book, I highlighted stuff, and I quoted it. And I'd say, Stephen Covey, whatever, uh, a beast of his thing. And I'd use it. I got like 82 on an assessment. Six, it said 12 references. Six were from a book I was reading. Yeah, standard. And though. then I would actually try for an assessment. All academic, peer-reviewed, 52, 56. Yeah. But, no, but it's the same thing. I never understood my, my tutor. So yeah. it was on me. It was on hey, me. Did you, did you fear getting... Having failure in life, like getting rejected and stuff. Because yeah. I heard you say, ah, uh, to it, like it connected. It was that thing was like, my best isn't good enough. Because the same kind of thing is like, I'm confident in certain abilities that I have, different things, you know, like, so it might, might have been soccer then or different kind of things, you know. And then it's like, I might come to the table and not be good enough. And that's that's the thing. It's like, mm. it's just like, I'm trying 100%, giving all my effort and it's still not good enough. So that's the main yeah. thing, that kind of rejection or failure. You know, and that's where you know procrastination comes in. I was watching this video about procrastination. I was like, we procrastinate because we don't want to put effort into something and then fail, because we'd rather have an excuse out of it. So it's like, imagine you had an assessment, like I want to start early. We don't start early. We start the night before, and we're like, oh, I started the night before, and I still got fifty six. But if you started two weeks earlier, you would have got fifty nine. Yeah. And you don't want to have that, like, I put two weeks into it and only got 59. Yeah, so yeah. it's that, ex ex we like to find excuses, you know, that kind of thing. And, like, you shouldn't live with a regret. I think mm. that's that's an issue as well, just, like, dwelling on the, the past or whatever that bad score you had for your exam or test. It's like, mm. you just got to move on, improve from, improve from it, and just, like, be self-aware and, like, what you did wrong. Even you uni, work on. 
uni is the same as school. We say school behind us. People ask about yeah. our ATA, it's all behind us. As soon as uni finishes, it's the same thing, bro. Yeah. No Allah. one's going to say, oh, second year, your second semester, what marks did you get? 100%. No one cares, Ancient. you know? Yeah. Mm. You know? And even like your, as soon as you're in the work field for most co- most fields, it's almost industries, it's all good. Hey, you know what I'm saying? The whole, you know how you said regret there? And we're speaking about um, how I said, or oh, I feared not living up to my potential. It was the regret that motivated me. Yeah. So, mm. for example, like even like when I travel for the little amount that I did travel, like I tried doing things that I could never do there again. Yeah. You get what I mean? 100%. Like I'm not going to go to, I don't know, like Saudi, Dubai or something like that and go eat McDonald's because I can go to Bell Street and have McDonald's. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I, bro, I know people that. <laughs> Just say, the way you said McDonald's was funny. <laughs> what did I say? I don't McDonald's. know. McDonald's. Yeah. But <laughs> go on, yeah. Hey, so you're saying you have to McDonald's. make the most of your opportunity. <laughs> you got to make the most of your opportunity. You can't live in that regret, bro. I know people that I've traveled with, yeah. They would love a Macca's food three times a day. Yeah. Rather but than trying everyone's like everyone's different though. Everyone's yeah, no, different, but yeah. but that's what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. those guys, that's how they did it, yeah. and to them that was normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, no, let me try taste this food and taste this yeah. food because I know when I go back to Australia, I'm not gonna have biryani again the same yeah. way that they make it in Dubai. But you know what I mean? Little things like that. It's, mm. it's one of the things like you know, like self development. Mm. They say the worst thing about self development is as soon as you're onto it, you can't stop. Yeah. You can yeah. never like some people don't mind coming home watching mm. TV for seven hours because it makes them happy. If it makes them happy, it makes them happy. But then me, if I did that, I'd be annoyed at myself. And as now, because I've on that self development journey, I, it's like they say you can never get off it. It's never ending. It just you're always gonna kind of. It's like mm. I have to be, um, I have to be productive with my time. Yeah. That kind of that mindset. Mm. It just happens. So mm. the same kind of things like you now when you travel, yeah. you have to say I want to make the most of it when I go to these countries because I know I can't have it back home. But other people are just doing their thing, yeah. you know? And that's that's where everyone's built different, yeah. you know what I mean? To them, even if I go speak to them, they're like, yo, come, let's go grab a feed from this place and that. Mm. Nah, bro, I want to do this. That's the thing, people love comfortability. To them, that's like, yeah. Yeah. it's my safe space. But I know, for example, Macca's is better in Malaysia. Ali and I know, triple cheeseburger in Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like once you have it in Malaysia, it's not the same. In but we, we're here, else. we go Papa Rich, we go Taste the Thai, yeah. there we eat Macca's. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bad one. It's just quality. It's, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I'm going to go to the next one. The next one is, it's similar to open expression of emotion, it's our pain. So this kind of thing like trauma and stuff like that, you know? So. Fear our pain. I think yeah, so fear like talking about our pain. Oh, not even talking, yeah. Talking about our pain will probably be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. probably the same. Yeah. I'll probably go next one then. Yeah, next one. Yeah. No, I want like to ask one question, Anna. I was okay. going to say, with the pain, like, it can it can lead to, like, pain if it's, like, you don't get the opportunity to express your emotions. Because mm. I know one guy, I'm going to have to bleep this out, I want to tell you guys. You know, mm. He dropped out. Because mm. he just felt like... Apart, Burden? Apart, so he... Yeah, so we're going to bleep that anyway. So, like, yeah, this guy, he's he's playing at a high level of soccer and he's doing well for himself, mashallah. He obviously, look from the outside, looking in, it's like this guy's, you know, he's got, it, he's got it all for himself. He's doing well, he'll probably get a contract and make it professional. But then it's like, apart from playing soccer, he's got nothing else living for him. And even, like, the friends at that soccer club, whatever, is not good mm. for him. And then he even, dis- I think he decided maybe, let's just say a few months ago, He's going to change his number, get a new number, and just, like, axe. And just, he took a whole life. break of playing soccer. He's not playing at ah. all. He's taking a year off. And then, apparently, like, some of the boys that told me, seen him now, he's, like, a new person. Like, alhamdulillah, like, he's very happy and stuff. But that just... It's just perception. People think you're living the good life. Exactly. Mm. That he's suffering, like... He, he was suffering big time, bro. Apart from playing soccer, going training mm. every day, let's just say. 
He's got nothing else going for him in his life. Mm. His social circles, social circles aren't as strong. His friends at the soccer club aren't the right influence because he's a Muslim guy. Mm. It's hidden pain. Yeah, you know? so it's like you don't know what's going he can on easily exceed to these like limits if people don't open themselves to the emotions and whatever they're human feeling. Beings in themselves are a facade. Every human being on yeah. earth walks around as a facade. That's, yeah. that's, that's what social media also does too. Let's be honest. Bro. <laughs> yeah. be every single human is going through something. I don't care what you. I don't care what it is. Mm. You have daddy issues or something's wrong. With you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't care. But Sound every like human <laughs> being on planet Earth, bro, Talk is going through daddy. something, bro. Maybe. Yeah. But um, nah. Honestly, though, like, and one thing we have to grasp is, don't always, don't always look at people around you and go, oh, wallah, I must be something wrong with me because this person seems to be happy and they seem to be living the dream. They have this many mates and they got this that, bro. They're going through something. They just don't tell you about it or they won't publicise that because like we were saying from before, there's a stigma behind expressing your emotions. So how about like seeing a psychologist? Do you think there's like a stigma behind that? Hundred percent. Hundred and fifty percent. Men like fear because it's that kind of thing, it's like there's also levels to um not having things under control. And sometimes when you say like I'm going to a psychologist, it's like you're in the deep end. Yeah. But some actually psychologists could be should be the first step. Not first step, maybe like second step, because it's actually going to help you probably the most. Yeah, mm. they draw a map out for you, bro. Mm. Like we've spoken to Monique, what's the importance of having a psychologist? And she'll mm. tell you straight up that we can help you map out that that issue. You know what I mean, or whatever it is that you're struggling with, can help you get out of it quicker, and you can figure out what the core problem is or the core things that are pulling your strings. Mm. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times, yeah, a lot of people they allow their pain, for example. To just become baggage. And when it becomes baggage, you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting the people around you. Mm. You know what I mean? You're bringing everyone else down with you. Mm. So imagine, imagine they didn't have, on an airplane, imagine they didn't have a uh, weight limit on baggage that you can bring on board. Because yeah. oh, the plane's going down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So basically think of it like that. I've got quotes, bro. No one, no one knows me. Can't. Yeah, I think just compar- <laughs> comparing yourself to others is not... It's not realistic. Like it's inevitable because we're human beings. Mm. But then, if you let's just say you compare your your problem, your let's just say family issue, compared to that person's family issue, yeah, what yeah. would you prefer? What's, yeah. What's the quote? Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, but the what of happiness? Yeah. Words about yeah. You're right. You're right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. That's that's quite yeah. That's Something what I think like of that. when you when you're talking about. Say it again. Thing. Comparison is a thief of joy. Thief of joy. Mm. As in, like you you can't live in the moment. You can't enjoy your day to day things. When you say, for example, like, like, I don't know, for example, like, I might go here and see that you guys have, like, a happy family. You know what I mean? See Seuss's family, see yours, see yours. And I'll be like, oh, damn, these guys are, like, nice. They were punching on when you're not there. Then when, <laughs> yeah, you're punching on, pulling each other's beards, yeah. you Arabs. And then after that, then I go home. <laughs> yeah, and I'm then pulling my sister's beard. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I go home and then I go, and I take that out on my family. Mm. And I go, why can't you be, like, Seuss's family or the imams yeah. or something like that? Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. it's just like... Come on, you bro. can create okay. problems from nothing. Yeah. On to the next one, boys. Fear of not being a man. Jeez. What on earth does that mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? You don't yeah. just need the genitals to be <laughs> a man, you know? Nah, it's there like, you yeah, like sometimes, it. like, it's the responsibility, uh, mature, you know? Sometimes, you know, like, we're, we're, when we're young boys, mm. 18, 19, we're like, we're still boys, they're yeah. not men. Yeah. So it's that difference. It's like, this guy's a man, this guy's a boy. Mm. So it's like, are you ever going to be classed? Sometimes, like growing up, you had that fear. It's like everyone called you a boy. No one had respect for you. You know, yeah. that's another point, like respect. So you can even just join that in. Mm. Yeah. So what classifies someone as a man then? 
when I think of it, because it's different yeah. going from person to person. Yeah, it is. Things, I I don't like I don't like the general. It's like who says if someone's a man or not. Mm. I think it sh- it's an internal thing. Like that being a man means like you're mature, you're responsible, you got things under control. You know, mm. like you can take leadership because obviously, like the you know that we should be a shepherd to our house and our family. Like obviously, when we move out and get married and stuff, it's like you have to be a man in those situations. But I think it should be an internal thing. It's mm. like really, it's just a belief and a confidence. Mm. In yourself, it's, like yeah. it's like I know people who've got married and they're like, man, I didn't have ev- everything under control. Mm. But as soon as I got married, things happened. Life mm. happens. Allah's you know puts risk and he puts barakah in things. Yeah. Like who are you saying? What are you better saying? Yeah. So that's what we have to look at because. Like when I think of, you know, fear of being a man and stuff, like I've had these thoughts even when I was younger, finishing high school, getting into uni. It's like obviously the idea of marriage comes in your mind. It's like, or like being a parent in the future. And I used to think to myself, like, how am I going to actually be a dad? Like, how am I going to mm. take care of kids? Like, that's a big deal. Mm. Like, am I, am I mature enough? Am I smart enough islamically? Do I know enough mm. to teach them? But then, yeah, you just got to like be more confident in yourself. You got to like build towards it. Like actually seek mm. knowledge or whatever that thing is you're trying to like, um, improving to be a man. Mm. Yeah. But you know that responsibility thing? It's kind of like, it's interpreted differently by different people. Like, I'm someone who talks a lot and cracks jokes, and Ali's not, and a lot of people aren't. So sometimes someone meets someone, the guy's not cracking jokes, and he's like, oh, he's mature, he's responsible. Yeah. But then me, because I'm cracking jokes, like, oh, he's irresponsible, he's immature. Yeah. Everyone has that different perspective, but you don't understand, like, there's... Someone just likes to crack jokes. Someone just likes to have fun. You know, there's com- companions of the Prophet that used to crack so jokes all the time. You know, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Yeah. And you know, there's no one would go say they're immature or something like that. It just, but everyone has that kind of judgment. Like, or sometimes m- people, if you crack too many jokes, it makes you look bad. Mm. You know, you shouldn't crack too many jokes. There should always be a balance. Mm. But it's that kind of thing. It's like, are you responsible? Are you mature? Yeah. Would you guys consider you guys, are you guys men? Yeah, hundred percent. Would yeah. you consider yourself as a man? Yeah, like responsible, mature, and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, I think we're growing up. I know, like, for my dad, because I have an older brother, two years older, mm. Ali. But growing up, I would, like, ask my dad certain things. He'd go, you're, you're like, because I looked younger than my age. I'd be 16, looking 14. So I would never, like, people never used to think I was my age. So I used to always be classified, like, as a boy. Mm. You know, and then I asked my dad one time, I'm 16, I'm like, I want to shave my mustache. Mm. Okay? <laughs> and you know that, you, you obviously, you puberty, you need to shave and stuff. And I said, can you teach me how to shave? He laughed at me. <laughs> My dad never taught me how to shave once. Ali had to teach me. But it's that kind of thing. My, my dad, there's so many times in my life I've asked, like, not asked, but I've tried to get that recognition where it's like, I'm a man. Yeah. I'm a man. I'd make a comment, like, mm-hmm. take responsibility. And then it's like, he never said, you're a man. But then eventually, like, when I started taking, like, when I went to Jordan, or because like, I took lead to do that or get a job or whatever, then it's like, you kind of earn that responsibility. Yeah, and but it's an internal like thing. Mm-hmm. That perspective, because I was telling you, like, no one, there's no criteria for a man or not. You don't have to go do a course to become a man. It's like an internal thing. Yeah. You know? To it's being mature, being responsible and stuff like that, you Aware, know? Aware, yeah. Awareness yeah. is massive too, bro. Responsibility and awareness is, yeah. I reckon, the two biggest things for for a man, bro. Yeah. Like, being honest with yourself is... Being honest with yourself is really important, bro. Yeah. Like, we're talking about insecurities and all that sort of stuff, bro. But, like, if there is pain or there is an insecurity that that is lurking within yourself... You have to be honest with yourself and you have to like you have to like acknowledge its existence, you know? If you have the if you have the strength to acknowledge its existence by everyone else by everyone else's existence for now, like like you're forgetting everybody else in the world and you're more concerned with yourself as a man, you're more content mm. and you, you can go, you know what, I'm not feeling it or 
there's something here that's wrong. You know, being able to say no, there's a lot of things that you mm. could kind of like yeah. measure a man with. But because of your facial hair, did people think you were like a man earlier on, bro? Because oh, that's a big thing, you know. I for us, like for for legendary and I, people just think we're young guys, young yeah. boys. You know, we're not like men. But then there's a guy who's 18 with a beard, like, nah, that's a man. Yeah, I get you. you know yeah, it I mean? doesn't make yeah. sense. It's just so society. What's what happened with you? Tell the us. Sevens at school. <laughs> Give you a story. I don't know if I should. Sh- I'm not gonna say the name, obviously, but there was a bloke, yeah, basically in my like last year of uni. Yeah, he had an issue with me for some reason. Like every t- with me, with me. I'm a bit. I'm a loud guy. I'm a bit outspoken, yeah. But the thing is, with me, I'm like, I have moments of being outspoken and loud. I'm not always like that, you know. I don't always enforce my opinion onto people or force people to do what I want to do. But um, there was a time where we wanted to go figure out where to eat. And I don't even know this guy had underlying issues with me to begin with, yeah? Mm. He's, this guy would, you'd say he's a little bit, a little bit less masculine looking than I am. Softer voice, whatever it is, but really loves his opinion, you know? He loves to say it like it is and he loves to, you know what I mean? This this guy rates his opinion a lot. He thinks he's, he thinks he's smart. Basically, we're kind of like, we're we're figuring out where we want to eat. It was like a massive group of us. And then someone goes, let's go to this dead um, Malaysian restaurant. And I'm like, bro, nah, bro, that, that's so bad. I'm like, I don't want to go there. I go, but look, if you want to go there, go there. I'll go my own way. I'll go eat somewhere else. You always do this. Your father of toxic masculinity. And he's going off at me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, where is this coming from, bro? You know what I mean? And then he's like, you always think you're the alpha male. And, and I'm like, bro, name me one time I've said I'm the alpha male. Name me one time I've said it. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I realized that, bro, this guy's like, he's very insecure in himself. Mm. Like not being able to be outspoken mm. or whatever it is that he does. Does he have a beard? No. That's probably He one. doesn't have a beard. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's very soft. You know what I mean? When we're playing Guess Who. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that, it's like, it's like I don't even know this. Yeah, but, and because for some reason everyone agreed with me, he's like, you always think you're the you're like you're like the alpha male and you've got toxic masculinity and da 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 and he's trying to shame me for it and I'm like, yeah, I'm like bro, don't you have anything better to do with your life, cuz? It's probably like an insecurity in him, like he yeah. couldn't suggest a good restaurant, like no one followed his lead. Yeah. Or if yeah. he gives an option, no one follows his. Yeah, yeah. it's that kind of thing. Yeah, and his ego takes that belt. But again. also, when you start questioning yourself, thinking you're not a man, that's like, it's when you start comparing yourself to others. It's like, oh, he looks like a man. Why aren't I like him? Mm. And that's where it starts. Like I know that particularly well. When somebody comes up to you, maybe they because because a lot of people associate like facial hair or being strong mm. or having like a deep voice or whatever it is. Or even, yeah, being, up the vo- even being quiet <laughs> as well. Yeah, being quiet as 100%, well. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, being quiet or something like that. It associate they they associate that with being a man. You know what I mean? Being able to bottle up your emotions, not being as vulnerable as other people. Mm. That. And then they look at you and because they don't have the capability or they don't have that attribute or that trait and they see it in you, you can, I'm telling you now, I guarantee you can notice it straight away. Mm. The guys who don't have beards always come up to you and go, mashallah, brother, mashallah, and they'll touch your beard and whatever it is. And you look at them and you're like, what are you doing, cuz? And to be honest, that's so awkward. It's like, what do you say to that? It's, it's awkward, like, bro. I, I've never done that to anyone. No, no, so no. no so you yeah, have a beard. Yeah, neither do I. Neither have I. And I remember no, you did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I didn't know that even crosses their mind to do that. Yeah. SubhanAllah. But it's weird. So yeah. odd because like, you're, you're like, 
Well, bro, I, if this is the indication, this is something I can't even control. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's external. It's all genetics and all that sort yeah. of stuff like that, yeah? Oh. And imagine if it was something that I could control. I'll tell you, yeah, stroker, bro, do you yeah. think, cuz? I worked really use, hard on this use beard. this spray or like Yeah, oil. do you know what I mean? Like beard oil, bro. Nah, I don't, that's the biggest fallacy on earth. <laughs> <laughs> that one right there. Like, if you use beard oil enough, bro, you grow a beard, bro. That is... <laughs> That is a fun I'm I've you, never used that. You yeah. didn't have that problem, that's why. Yeah, maybe um, other people. You know, speak, speaking on that, physical appearance and attributes as well. Like, I remember the funniest situation was, or this is the weirdest moment, and I remember this specifically, like, when I was working one day, I remember which aisle I was in at work as well, where this lady is with her young daughter, young, young child or whatever, yeah? And then after she goes to the child, hey, can you go and ask the men? Like, go and ask the men for that, whatever it was. Like, pick up something, can you wear this, all that kind of stuff. And I remember in the moment I'm thinking, like, she said, that man. <laughs> I'm like, yo, yeah, like, <laughs> no, bro, I felt that weird because I was like 17 at the time, me uh, starting job, and I'm like, this older lady called me a man. I'm like, to her, I'm a young kid, yeah, because she's yeah, older, yeah. yeah? Mm. But then because she was trying to cause, I'm um, like, get some relation between me and the child, she goes, because to the child, I'm a man. But to her, I'm a young kid. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I'm like, it's perspective, but to me, I'm like, that's weird. You know what I mean? So now, because I'm working, because before that, I don't think I've ever heard I was a man. You know what I mean? Mm. Probably like no one from my family called me a man, at least. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I would come, mind you, I'm yeah. 17, and she goes, oh, you're a man. And I'm like, that sat with me for like a hot minute. So I was like, oh, do I have to work to be a man? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like one of the attributes, yeah. like mm. having a beard, being like loud, yeah. um, I don't know, growling. It's like a big like thing. It gets to you, especially at those sort of ages, 17, 18, when you start to go post high school life. Mm. It really gets to you, man. Yeah. Just thinking, what it, what is it to be a man, or what do people yeah. think it old, is to bro. be a man? Well, I even felt that, old. But even the <laughs> idea, like there's being a man and being mature and being responsible and all that kind of stuff, they're all in that kind of category, mm. you know. Yeah. About like, but no one really defines it. That's what you have to remember. Like, no, yeah. no one person gets to pick who's mm. this 100%. and who's that. Yeah. Well, admitting you're wrong is a big thing too. Yeah, taking ownership, bro, responsibility, responsibility, man. That that right there is really, really mm. big. Like a lot of the times, bro. People struggle to admit they're wrong, but they're clearly wrong. Mm. It's so obvious that they're wrong, but because their ego can't take the hit, yeah, mm. they 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 kind of like tiptoe around it. And a lot of the times, like we were saying, I think the 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 core source of the issue is always ego, bro. It's always if you're not secure enough in the way you are, or who you are, or what what you're about. I think you're not a man yet, bro. I think that I think that right there is what I think it's just something you got to work on more. Like, cause yeah, it's, not a, it's yet. a big That's thing. That's what I mean. Yeah, you, it's the it's kind of like baggage. It's something you're gonna bring into a relationship, even in your household or your future household when you get married or whatever. It's a big thing, you know. It can ruin relationships, even with your friends. But the yeah. problem is, is where you take your criteria of what a man is. Like, if you go and take your criteria of being a man, like from like the sh shows on TVs and all this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and they're your examples, then you're gonna end up with those people that are just loud and they just take mm. steroid to look bigger and all this kind of stuff yeah our dean gives us example of what a man is do you know if what i mean if you guys want to know what it is check out yahi ibrahim's episode About yeah, what it means to be a man yes that was a hectic episode yeah well, that was uh, amazing alhamdulillah last one boys quickly okay it's, it's fear of standing out and being a loner and not having friends so you know standing out you know from the pack from your friends, you know? It's like a big deal sometimes when, like, you know, people our age want to go, maybe, like, shisha, or they want to go out to a dinner. Like, your friends, 
See how they all said, let's go to that place, Malay place. And then you had the confidence to say, no, he might have wanted to, but he didn't have like the, the oomph to go do it, you know? Well, I said oomph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I get it. reminds me of a happy fit. <laughs> Starts to try and ends with oomph. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of thing is like, some people don't like to stand out, yeah. you know, or don't yeah. like to also be that guy. It's like on the spot, like, why don't you do this? You know? Well, they want to, but they just, they don't have it in them, yeah. the courage. Ooh. Or even not having friends though That's a big thing too You know Because when you stand out Sometimes like For example your friends You know they always They want to go do something And you're not You don't want to do that thing Like I don't want to do it So your friends kind of Ax you because of it Yeah and so some you don't want to mm, say no Because yeah. they'll ax you for and it And some people might think That like this is it This is my social circle mm. If I don't have this circle What next for me There's no development Like yeah. you, you used to love the word Sorry the, the statement Growth mindset yeah. You remember that Tactic, If you're not around people With a growth mindset And basically everyone's Not evolving they say that um, you're kind of you're dead. You know what mm. I mean. If a shark doesn't, if a shark stops swimming, it dies. You know what I mean. Mm. So basically, are you a shark or are you gazelle? The gazelle in the water. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you? That kind of thing. Like, is it a fear? Maybe even not having friends, like not having someone to go to, or is it I'd standing say, out? I'd say I didn't have that fear growing up. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um, but one, I remember I was hearing this quote one day where. I don't know where I got it from or who I heard it from, but it was like, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You know what I mean? Mm. Meaning the five friends yeah. you spend the most time with, friends, family or whatever. And after hearing that, I'm like, there was no such thing as me having friends. I mean, I'm like, there is no need. You know what I mean? There is a need, don't get me wrong. You know what mm. I mean? But whenever I'm going to make friends with a person or whatever, be friends, all this kind of stuff, yeah, I'm going to actively choose who that person is. Like, mm. Are they going to benefit me? The growth mindset mm. type of thing. And if they're not, then... So you're going to be more specific kind of thing. You've got to be specific. Do you know what I mean? More I, intentional. I'd never stress about that, yeah. to be honest. But if, if you are, like who you are as a person is like dependent on the people you hang out with, you should be kind of more intentional about it. Mm. You shouldn't be friends with someone just because you've known them since you were six. Like yeah. You can still be friends, acquaintances, friends with them, but it's not yeah. your deep, close, best friends, very tight kind of relationships. Yeah. Being That's why you have to be more intentional. And also being friends is one thing and also spending time because sometimes you spend time with people for the sake of spending time with people. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not necessarily friends. You know what I mean? You might be out late at night or whatever but just because it's the vibes, it's the boys and all this mm. kind of stuff. So you're, not, you're not necessarily friends with them. You know what I mean? And you get those things like FOMA and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Like if I'm not here, then I'm not hearing the goss. I'm not hearing this and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So I think it's just being aware of like how much time you spend with those friends as well. Like even though they are your friends from primary school, whatever it is from a long time ago, you just got to manage your time in a way where it's like, am I hanging out with them too much? Or am I hanging out with them like just enough where it's like, because it can, once you start to realize you hang out with them too much, then you start to develop these bad habits they might have. Or just all, good. Or just mm. all good habits, yes, if they're good people. So that just shows like how important it is the people you're around. I want to give a different perspective on ego. Yeah. Because um, high school, yeah, growing up, what happened was, um, you know, you'd get around those boys, the ones that really like people to suck up to them and, you know, just reassure them that they're the man, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, bro, I love you, man. Can I hang out with you, please? You know, like, basically, they're begging them to hang out with them, yeah? And one thing that I noticed, alhamdulillah, about me was I had so, so I had such a big ego when I was younger that I, I would find myself in a position where I'd be close to saying something like that or doing something like that. Like, I'd get happy I'm around this guy and I'd sit back and I'd go, Nah, that is soft. 
What the hell is mm. wrong with you, bro? Switch so you, on. You were trying to be like the beggar kind of thing, tango out with the guys. It's not even the beggar. It's like you finally get that little, ex- you know, like you didn't even ask for it, but they, they give you that acceptance. Mm. Like they're like, oh, yeah, but that's a mad joke. And you're like, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, you're like, no. Yeah, you got to check yourself. I'm like, no. No, I'm not doing that. So I never ever went out of my way to ask people to hang out with me or to mm. be around me, which which ended up meaning that I became a loner, which is me being honest. Because mm. inshallah, someone benefits from this. But after high school, I dipped on everyone mm. and nobody heard from me. And people still don't hear from me now. Yeah. I went through the same thing with surgery. I know the exact same thing. Like going from seeing your friends to they're just going to do stuff without you. Yeah. And then because of how long it takes to come back and recover and not having that tight group, yeah, it just uh, it shows like you. You have, you have group circles, and then you're gonna hang out anyway because you're just the yeah. fifth member or fourth exactly. guy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You gotta ask yourself: When I was with them, yeah, was I actually doing anything beneficial? Because mm. we know we got how long left in this life, bro. We don't even know. Yeah, we could mm. die any moment, bro. And I remember telling my sister this: one of the biggest fears that I have is, heck, you just you go to sleep one day, you wake up, and then you see that guy, you know, the the ugly guy in the grave. Ends up becoming your bad deed. Mm. That guy is ugly. He just sits there looking at you like, what in the hell? Where am I? And then you see that guy. You know it's done. Mm. You know you're done out here, bro. Doors closed. That's it. It's finished. You can't go back. Like, that guy is your mate now. That is your mate. Yeah? Yeah. You wanted to be be friends with so many people and hang out with them so much. They dragged you to not only be lonely in your grave, Mm. but now your your only mate is that guy. And he's hideous. And he stinks and all that sort of stuff that you hear from the hadith, bro. And you're just like. But why do you, why do you think men fear being alone or standing out, that kind of thing? Is it, just, is it mainly just based on like the ego? Social stigma. And also like not wanting to be alone. Like you don't want to stand out because you don't want to yeah. be alone. I feel like I might be the social stigma of being a loner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think I think people are starting to, dis- like they're try- they're starting to differ between um, being alone and being lonely, you know what I mean? Mm. A lot of times they talk about it and they say, like, being lonely is a feeling, while being alone isn't, is a, I, I don't know exactly what they were saying on the thing, like, forgive me if I made, if I stuffed up, but, like, being alone. They are two different things. Because yeah. COVID made people realize that they're comfortable being alone. Yeah. But being lonely is a different, it's a, it's a different feeling. Exactly, you yeah. know? Like, it's helplessness, like, yeah. you're by yeah. yourself, you're vulnerable, there's no one there. Mm. But basically, yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like the, the the stigma behind being a loner or loser or weirdo or an outcast or stranger, you know what I mean? It it can kind of weigh on the mind of a person. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why they they're very scared to be by themselves or seen as, for example, going to a restaurant by yourself and eating, or for example, going to get macas on your own, or mm. you know what I mean? A lot of people would say that's weird, you know, or like. What's wrong with this guy? Then you have mates. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why would you be alone? Do you, do you get where I'm coming yeah. from? I thought, I also thought driving alone in a car is weird. I thought anyone that does that, like for like oh. a certain period of amount of time, like not like a 20 minute drive or something yeah. like that. Like you're going for an hour drive, you're going to do something. I was like, that's weird. You got to do it with someone. Or holidays. A holiday. Mm. Bro, the three hour trip, the three hour drive that I was doing today, bro, okay, on the way there, this is the funniest bit, yeah? So on the way there, I'm thinking the night before or the day that I'm leaving, hey, which podcast and this and that can I listen to? Because the first thing I usually do when I get into a car is I connect my phone, yeah, and I listen to something, whatever it is, mm. you know what I mean? Try listening to something straight Because I can't be, it's not because I can't be with my own thought, it's more habitual. Like I do this all the time, I'm always listening to something. I'm walking around the house, I've got AirPods and all this kind of stuff. 
So I'm on the three hour drive and I'm like 45 minutes out from the place, yeah? And as I'm 45 minutes out from the place, I'm like, what am I doing, bro? Yeah? Why can't I just, why don't I just sit there and just like listen to nothing? You know what I mean? Just, just, mm. just be drive. With your, be with your thoughts. Yeah, just drive. And it's not even thought, like think, think about nothing. Just do nothing and just drive. Do you know what I mean? And that 45 minutes was better than the first, like, 2 hours and 15 minutes. Must have been a dead yeah. podcast, but... <laughs> 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 it was fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, but then I was, like, I was thinking to myself, and I'm, like, subhanAllah, like, I wish I did this from the start of the trip, mm. as mm. in from the start of the drive. And on the way, drive back, and I was, like, that's the most peaceful three hours. You know what I mean? And mind you, I wasn't thinking about anything, so I'm not trying to push this agenda. Like, mm. you got to yeah. be with your thoughts and all this kind of stuff. It was more like I was just present, like I saw... There was, uh, there was yeah, one point where, present. you know, on the Great Ocean Road, you know, like that bend and all this kind of stuff. There were so many times I'd swerve back in, you know what I mean? Because I'm too busy getting carried away with the ocean. I'm just like, whoa, yeah. man. Mm. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, I've got to get back yeah. driving. It's like little stuff like that. It's like, yeah. It's now I'm going to do little stuff like that more often. Man. It's, it's really, really enjoyable. Alone. Alhamdulillah, that was a good episode, boys. Just like yeah, Alhamdulillah. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys also have any things men fear that you guys think we should chat about or other discussion topics you know put in the comments or message us thanks remember to like comment and subscribe and share it around enjoy <laughs>